advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am King. Not so fast. Loses meaning. I am King. You say funny things. Stupid cryptocurrency. I'm not mm. looking anymore. I picked the wrong fucking episode to not have my headphones on. Because <laughs> that was some loud shit right there. That was there. Brad. <clears throat> I just did the Mario noises. That was loud too. That was loud. That bell's way over here. This one told you it was louder. I upgraded. I plugged it in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's loud. I told you. Told you. That's definitely that's loud as shit. It's way, it's way over here. I'm not putting the mic to it. Yeah. 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 That is loud. That hurt my ears. Yeah. Ears. Got twelve centimeter woofer. Woof, woof. Hi. What's up? You ever uh, watch Theo Vaughn? He's a different flavor of comedian. Not everybody would like him, but <coughs> I know that name. Who? Theo Vaughn. <coughs> Theo Vonovan? Yeah, Theo Vonovan. No, I never heard of him. <laughs> I know that name. I must have seen him at some. He's point. funny. He's on Rogan a bunch, but there's like a fucking compilation clip of him making Joe Rogan laugh. And the shit he fucking says, like the scenarios, like he's talking about how much he comes. And Jogan's like, wait, how much comes out of you? And he's just like, like related to something, you know, we'll be like a fucking like a quarter, like a like size of a quarter. He's like, not like, like an 11th of a like 11th of my palm or like just he says the weirdest fucking shit. <laughs> then they debate who would be worse mad um, if you ate one of their family members, a, a family, a family of black people or a family of Vietnamese people. And like they're going through, and Joe's like, they both be pissed, motherfucker. He's like, nah, Vietnamese people way forgiving. Like a couple days out, they they totally chill out about it. <laughs> and Rogan's like, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they'd be pretty mad you ate their fucking dad. He's like, nah. And then Rogan's like, you know what's crazy though? He's like, which is kind of top. He's like, that's like one country go over there now, and like even after all the Vietnam, like they don't fucking hold a grudge. And he's just all exhibit A. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're so forgiving, you can eat their. Because someone probably did eat them. I don't know. He's funny as fuck. If you haven't seen Theo Vaughn, go check him out. He's fucking funny. I had uh, to give, Theo Vonovan? Yeah, Theo Vonovan. Yeah. Yeah. I had to give props to Colin Quinn. Mm-hmm. The uh, he he has a he it's, on, it's on Netflix right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys can debate about it. You guys battle. No. <laughs> Time well spent, Brad. No. Do do that one. Do two. Just do two. No. Fine. We could do that one next episode. No. This episode, Dave no. do his next no. episode. I don't want to. What do we got to do, bro? No. How, how to make it right? Can't. It's how over. Right? Can't. Sorry, shaded light bulbs <laughs> on Reddit. You were going to get a prize. Not anymore. So uh, look for Frankie Pigeons to reach out to you <laughs> because you just won this week's hot no. sack. No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Negative. Nope. Who, who's the hot sack from, though? That's the real question. El Yucateco hot sauce. Oh, that's right. That's right. King of flavors in 1968. 
That is fucking no. good, though, man. I wish I had saved every bottle I ever ate. That'd be ridiculous. You're probably lying the fuck. There's something wrong with you. Walls. I have things wrong with me. There's something wrong with you. What's wrong with you? I have a lot of things wrong with me. You have more things wrong with you. What's wrong with me? Tell me. I think we've had this exact conversation before on this show. Probably. It's like our origin story. I, I very much remember you wishing you had every bottle of El Yucateco. Yes. That for and sure. I that very much that. remember you say, like He doesn't want to get rid of whiskey bottles and stuff. Yeah. You know. They're shiny. Yeah. You're a hoarder. No. Yes. You're a whore. You're a hoarder. Durr. Yeah. Durr. <laughs> You're a whore. Durr. That's what yeah. said to me. And you piss out of the hole in your jeans. So what's wrong with you? <laughs> Pissing out the hole in your jeans. I got a hole in my knee. Yeah. Look at these jeans. I ripped the knee. Um, I had to pull the leg up to do it, if I'm being honest. I couldn't yeah. do it at the knee. No one could do that. I'll dribble out the knee. Mm. Kind of run down my leg. Hmm. Something's wrong with you, Brad. I got things wrong with I you. I said that. Something's wrong with you. No, there's more stuff I feel like we said you. this before. I definitely said some shit about the bottles before. Because yeah. I do yeah, wish I had them. Yeah. <sighs> Just ignore me. You can keep them. Why don't you keep them at your house? That's too late. I don't have them. They're gone. I know, but you could start now. I did. I'm pretty sure we said that, too. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. It's too late, though. I have, like, seven up there. It's like, yeah. you know, there's hundreds. A seven up? I've had hundreds of those bottles, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But in a year, you know what I mean? Year's time. You don't look at it like Bitcoin. What do you mean? It's like, you know, you regret not buying Bitcoin day one, but then you mm. also regret mm. not buying Bitcoin, like, year four. Oh, true. So it's like, right now, you could yeah. start. Yeah, yeah. Damn your logic. <laughs> you could start because yeah. I'm gonna regret saving not the bottle the exactly, and then happening. like two years yeah. from now you'll be like, "Fuck!" Just to, like I, I have I all these saved, bottles. Just yeah. imagine, you know, you could you could be. I should have saved all my bottles because you'd have. But you'll thousands. still have those bottles yeah. that you saved because you only missed hundreds right now. But you could right. have thousands exactly, and I'll have all the domains yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, domains and bottles. Yes, right. And you know, on one day you'll, you'll own all the domains. Right. So you heard it here. A Yucateco is the Bitcoin of hot sauce. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah it's not that crazy of a claim. It is. It's the best. No, it's not that yeah, crazy. It's of the claim. king. Exactly. It is number one. Hmm. And I was mentioning Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn. Oh, that's right. Netflix. Hmm. There's a special called Red State, Blue State. And uh, he... Sounds I've I've never seen someone so thoroughly destroy both sides of the political spectrum hmm. completely evenly. Well, he's yeah. good. Like just I mean, what is it? Colin it's called it's called Red State. Blue oh State, yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. It's not even called a stand-up special. It's called a one-man show. He does a lot of political stuff I anyway. Yeah, hysterical dude. He's, he's so good. fucking he's smart funny. and it's so yeah. fucking funny. And like his whole premise is like America is like a a marriage at the end. <laughs> it's we're breaking up. <laughs> That's like funny. we have yeah. nothing in common anymore. Yeah. And like even the end of the special, he breaks down. He gives like a summary of all fifty of the states. Yeah. yeah. And what they're it's fucking it's just genius. He's it's so funny. I, it's uh, so good. I went to Lake Lopez <clears throat> this weekend, and um, across from us, um, there was a uh man and a woman i don't know they were probably in their 50s maybe mm-hmm. and we were walking back down and i saw his truck and it had a uh british columbia plate on it you right. know so i was like oh 
and he was in his truck getting out of his truck and i was like oh you're a long way from home and he's like oh yeah and he started he started talking he had a canadian accent yeah. you know he's like, hey you know and he's over here maple syrup hey, and i couldn't yeah, understand right. him really mm-hmm. but then we started getting some ground and um I uh, I was you did I was, sign language to him and talk yeah, louder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was yeah. like, where are you going to? <laughs> yeah. Here or here? Yeah, and he, yeah, and he maple syrup. Like, and I was like, oh, nice <laughs> yeah. tree, yeah. tree, and yeah. Touch a tree. We're camping, right. you like trailer. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, like, yeah, <laughs> you want some giraffey taffy? That's what I told him. He's like, all right, and, uh, motherfucker. He's like, I speak English, yeah, bitch. I know yeah. what that means. Yeah. I listen to Subking Podcast. Yeah. So, no, he was, it was pretty cool. He was like, uh, he was like, yeah, he's like, we're trying to, they're going down through California, you know, and then going out to Arizona. Like, he's like, I'm trying to get to Texas and then eventually to Florida. And I was like, oh, wow. So you guys are like going That's for it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then he's going to circle back around up through <clears> Chicago and then go back up in canada and he's like yeah he's like and we were just like i was just like oh you know that's cool you know like and he's a guy he's like i don't want to go back to canada oh wow and i was like oh he's like you guys don't know how good you have it here and i was like i was like no no we do i was like there's a couple wonky states you know california's a little wonky (laughs) and uh but you know i mean overall you know i was like you know we know you know i was like some people don't i guess right right and uh like what's his complaint huh he just didn't like just yeah. Canada, just fucking, you know, I don't even know. I've never been to Canada, so right. I, I can't say, you know, if I like it or I don't like it. I don't live there. So, right. Um, but yeah, he was just, he, he was, was just, B- he just, B-I, he just said, know. yeah, he, yeah, he just, he was just like, yeah, you guys just in the whim of conversation. He's like, you guys don't know how good you have it. And I was like, oh, wow, fuck, that's kind of, you know, I've never, I've talked to people from other countries and stuff, and I've never heard, I mean, you hear that online or you hear people say that, you know, or whatever, but, he said it right to my face, you know. I've, I was had, like, a lot, oh, shit. Like, like, yeah. I've had a lot of international students yeah. tell me that. They're just like, you have no idea how good it is here. Like from all over the yeah. world. Even the shittiest they'll, they'll, part here is better than yeah. Yeah, other places. And I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. But, but And I think that, that part of the interesting thing that he does, like that Colin Quinn does in that special, is he like, it's he does such a good job of making you, making you and your beliefs and your state as fucking stupid yeah as every other person's yeah, 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 beliefs yeah, yeah. he yeah. just evenly eviscerates everyone yeah, that's good. and he even wrote a book called understated that I, i'm about halfway through it and it he every chapter is a different state and he talks it's fucking hysterical book hmm. i mean it's super super funny Hi, highly recommended it doesn't matter if you're red blue or purple you're gonna fucking if you laugh. have critical yeah. thinking uh, faculties, you're yeah. going to watch this. And when he rips into your side, you're going to have to fucking laugh yeah. about it because he's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's really good. So that's my recommendation of the week. So, um, as always, thank you to our patrons. Uh, we just did a rip roaring bonus episode before recording this one. Um, they where we talked about cried. giraffe taffy. Mm-hmm. I lost my, I, I almost lost it. That second round where I pulled it together, I almost just like fully mm. catastrophically lost it. Other than mm-hmm. other than mushrooms, there's like there's been a takeaway from like every episode. Like some there's been a word as of late, like like mm. giraffe taffy, but I can't mm. remember what they are ever. Yeah. Someone should write this shit down. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, it was good, hey you over here, yeah, yeah, helper, yeah. our assistant. Yeah. But it was a good episode. Uh, it's a bonus episode for just a dollar. You get those and all of them that are like it. If you like the uh Funny 20 at the top of the episode where we're bullshitting. We do a lot more of that on those episodes. So if you want to get to know us, that's the place to go. Uh, go to patreon.com black slash Sofa King podcast. And that's where you'll find us. Mm. 
And you can also find us on uh, podbelly.com, the podcast network. If you want to find some other good podcasts or uh, uh, some tips and tricks on podcasting, go to podbelly.com and you will find all such goodness. Alan started recording his uh, podcast over the bands of Bakersfield. Oh, did he? So did the he? Podbelly Studios got pimped out. There's like fucking high def, fucking 4K cameras. <clears throat> All kinds of crazy control room. So studio is um, great. Yeah, it I mean, looks, it looks before funny. that. The it studio looks, yeah. is great. Yeah. It looks crazy now. It's like Rogan fucking status. Like the video shit. That is, that <coughs> is there. It looks great. So nice. Did a dancing Tommy and Vince Galindo this week. Never heard of him. Not yet. You haven't. I haven't. Yeah. Probably won't. Hey, what's Ron L. Hubbard doing? Laying over on the floor over there. He's always over there. That's where he's always been. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He's down and dirty. Yep. Yeah, I never noticed. Dirty Ron. Yeah, he's down over there. He's always been there. He shrink wraps, so even if it floods, he'll still be okay. Hmm. You haven't noticed him over there? Yeah, that saucy no. pose. I stare right at saucy him. Like, pose. Every, no, I, I just I just saw him laying there. Did you see yeah. what uh, CJ did to the railroad light up there? Uh, I need to get it down here. I saw it working. Yeah, like he took that fucking thing apart and gutted all the fucking old spiderweb wires and craziness that was in there. There was like a wood box, like Smelly duct tape to it. it. And put LEDs in like a control, like a programmable uh, controller in there, so you can change it to like British Railway or American, like all kinds of weird shit. But it looks cool, is the moral to the story. Mm, it does. Look he cool. did it so we could put it down here. Hmm. So I'll have to figure out where it can like. Is that like legit? Is that like a legit? That's a real light, yeah. From that's a real like antique railroad like light, heavy yeah. as fuck. It's made out of aluminum. It's not as heavy as you mm. think. Now that we took the, it's pretty there, big. There was a steel mm. mount on it that makes it like mount to like whatever yeah. equipment it was. That part made it really heavy. Uh. Once he took it apart and KO that, now it's just the three lights. It's not as heavy. Yeah, hanging off one of these beams lights. or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like maybe like where the punching bag used to yeah. be or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. Get some lamp cord, yeah. plug it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank, thank you to CJ for doing that. Yeah. yeah. It looks fucking cool. I'll post some pictures or video. Thank you. We get a haircut. That fool. He's looking like Rob Williams from Fisher King. But but sexy. Anal Fisher King. That's what Did they call Wild him. William. Wild Williams. Yeah, Wild Williams was Wild the star Williams. of Anal yeah. Fisher King. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Totally different movie. You guys seen yeah. Goodwill Hunting? Yeah. No, that was good too. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so uh, Ben Affleck. <laughs> I was trying to think of one. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't. Yeah. That's the only one I get out there. Matt Dame come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also Casey yeah. Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. Mini Driver. Yeah, she doesn't need to change it. Mini Driver. She doesn't need any help. Yeah. Just goes right in there. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't go with Robin Williams. No, <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn it, Robin Williams. Go, yeah, that's good, dude. That's, really good. that's fucking great. Seems like I that like been the go-to. Yeah. yeah, it was Professor Lambeau. What's that guy's name though? Mm. I don't know his actual name. Uh, He's in Thor. Robin Williams. Uh, Professor uh, Hambone. I don't know what his name was. He's got a porno name. I'll find out. I'll find out. It'll be way late to the game, but if if it's not good, I'm not going to say shit. I'll just remember. <laughs> oh, from Thor, the yeah, the guy that's uh, a scientist. Which one? What are you talking about? Yeah, which Thor? Uh, um, most of them. Professor from Goodwill Hunting. Mm. He was the professor in Thor. Uh, Gerald Lambeau. I knew that. Uh, played by, ooh, Stellan Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Uh, that's man. He's a pirate. Just leave him alone. He's a mini driver. He's leave that. Skarsgård, yeah, yeah. kind of porny. He's the father. There's like he has two Skarsgård kids that are out there acting and everything. Huh, really, it's that guy. His son was the huh? was the was Eric the Viking vampire in True Blood. Oh, really? That's, that's one of the Skarsgård. And, and his, and his, his other son, Brad. his <laughs> other son, 
is oh, the, is uh, Pennywise in it. Huh. That's the Scars Guard. <clears throat> Don't fuck with the Scars Guards. What I'm saying. I'm not going to make fun of them. No. So our topic. Um, so tell us how this. You mentioned it. I thought it was a worthwhile tale of how the topic came uh, to be. Jacob from Art and Jacob actually came to visit. And he was hanging out um, upstairs and he just was talking about the show. And he just said that they were, they want to do it, but he was like, I think you guys should do it. And he just handed it over. And I was like, I think they'll fucking do it. Like, and so we're sitting there. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't that know. That was a setup. About- you know, they're going to put out maybe. Ric Flair at the well, same that's time. Fine. That's oh, fine. Maybe. Yeah, Coming man. out this week. He's going to try yeah, to do it slightly be awesome. better. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. I don't, I don't know enough about wrestling. So I didn't know if you guys would do it. And so I just said, how about Ric Flair and Dave? text message back Woo. so i fucking <laughs> i showed it to jacob he's like fuck yeah like he's like he knew like you're gonna do it because you said yeah hmm. so we changed our mind we're not really doing it no yeah we, we fuck that we're not gonna do anything we're told so we're doing something else it was actually one, one of the literally the last thing i saw um because this this one was one of those episodes that the research took me probably four times longer than <laughs> that's watching matches into it. because it was so, but this one got even more dangerous because I not only ran into a, a Ric Flair rabbit hole of matches, but like <laughs> I ran into a Ric Flair rabbit hole and then right under it was like next video, the rock versus triple H. Oh no. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to watch that. And it's like a pay-per-view yeah. match. It was 30 minutes long. Dang. Most of like just an amazing match. Fucking Vince McMahon was there. Shane McMahon was there. Stephanie yeah. McMahon was there. The rock triple H fucking stone cold. Ama- I mean, amazing. I was right. just like, this is everything I want in wrestling. For me, it's less studying on those ones. Cause I'm like, I could try really, really, really fucking hard. And I won't be able to bring to the table the fucking wrestling shit that you guys are going to have. So I was just like, do my best to jump in and hang in there. Just with this jump in. Yeah. Like, and I know oh, maybe I know something you didn't. And I watched it. a bunch of old Ric Flair matches and I was Is his hair real? Yeah. Fuck man. Sure. Yeah. He bleached the shit out of yeah, it. Yeah, but a lion's mane of that motherfucker. Yeah, Even yeah, when he's yeah. old and all fucking mm-hmm. tan saggy, you know? Mm-hmm. He's got the fucking man tan. Because I'll say this, like mo- <laughs> the saggy titties yeah. and fucking like, uh, tan. A lot of people who aren't like, you know, we we've done a handful of wrestling topics before. And I think the people that we've done, everybody knows who they are. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how many we've, we've done. We did the rock. We did stone cold stone. Did we do stone cold? No, we, we did. Rob we did. Yeah. We did the rock. We did. We've uh, done stone cold. We did. Yeah, I don't think we did. Not. We, we did Hogan yeah. and we did we've done Hogan. We did uh, Vince. We did in the bush. We, we did the we bushwhackers. <laughs> We did Rakishi. Yeah, I, I, Rakishi was at the Comic Con. That was that. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was there. Um, he looked good too. He actually looked pretty good. Did he? Yeah, he looked pretty good. His kids are like killing it right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but so I was like, I don't know that Ric Flair is the household name. I mean, if you know, if you like that, wrestling at all, then you know who Ric Flair is. He's really, but, it's really expanded out because, um, the, the Wu Tang thing with yeah. Wu, Ric Flair and Wu Tang. And then, um, even like magic, the gathering Wooberg, it's the, the colors of magic. It's been, it's been Ric Flairized nice. to where it's Wooberg. <laughs> like, it's like, it has Ric Flair. Like, yeah, it's like, it, it's, it's kind of, he's kind of transcended into, right. um, other cultures and other like areas where people who don't watch, wrestling no uh, no rick flair because right. it, it's more about the not the wrestling it's more about the, the character. character yeah which like is they, they would show like best. you could watch a rick flair it's it's almost like watching the the wrestlers where like 
uh, Booker T's yelling at Hulk Hogan and you know what I mean? It's like the, the commentary where they're just fighting with each other, but not actually, yeah, the promo cuts like, and they're not actually wrestling, but they're right. just talking shit to each other. And it's like real, you know, that's one of part the best of, there ever was. Yeah. Rick Flair you, has that flair. You know, do you think that there's like the uh, like the South Park fucking force field of like why? How does someone like that not get cancel cultured? You know what I mean? Like he's like pulling his dick out in airplanes, and doing all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit, banging 10,000 chicks like no fucking weirdness came out from that. You know what I mean? Like, and he's still just fine. Not yeah. that I would wish it on anyone. No, Sometimes he's fine. Like Magic bullshit. Johnson's fine. Like, yeah, he exactly. supposedly had a fucking book of 20,000 women he slept with. You know I what I mean? Like, no, different that wasn't, times, that wasn't Magic Johnson. That was, uh, that was uh, one of them. Uh, well, Magic Johnson had AIDS. He doesn't anymore. Uh, yeah, no, that was a. Uh, he canceled yeah. AIDS. God damn, you fucked me up too. Yeah. What was it? Anyways, Somebody I was, had one. I was watching some old Ric Flair matches. I haven't really watched like his old. Because, I mean, this fool goes back to 1974. Yeah. I mean, and. This is when Bill Cosby was bombing exactly, bitches. Exactly, dude. Yeah. So I was looking at um, his old matches, and I was like, if you look at Oh, we matches, did Mankind, too. We did Nick Mick Foley. Oh, we did do Mick Foley. Yeah. If you look at matches from the 70s or even the early 80s on YouTube of just Wilt, about anybody. Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. Just nah, about anybody you want to pick, it's just, they're just not good matches. Right. Pick the most famous person yeah. in 1978 and watch their match, and it fucking sucks. Yeah. And you watch a Ric Flair match, and it doesn't suck. And you're like, oh, he really, he can. I mean, he, he can, sells it. He's he sells animated, it. And that's when you start to realize how important like, it is. so overly like, yeah, dramatic about it. He gets know? fucking punched and sells it, hits the ground. Yeah. He's fucking good at what he does. His promos are just like so good. He's good in the ring. He had a great character. He had, he just had it with, you know, it. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing that we talked about, like with the rock. Why is the rock, the rock? It's, it's because it's not about what the rock is doing. Right. You know, like the rocks wrestling. Okay. okay yeah. He's athletic. He, you know he what I mean? Okay. He was a football player. He wasn't player. a great wrestler. No, that's, then that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. It was the crowd yeah. and whether it's good or bad, like whether you're a, a good guy or you're a heel, you know, like you're, you want a reaction. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. If they're going to hate you, you want to make them fucking hate yeah, you. Exactly, dude. And if, and if you want, you know, them to like you, they got to love you. And the thing and, is, so, and some wrestlers pulled it off. You and know? obviously wrestling is choreographed, you know, the, to an extent, the, you know, the, yeah. the outcomes for the most part are, are all decided in advance. The storylines are written, etc. But the fact that Ric Flair had the championship belt regardless you know whichever group he was wrestling with 21 times yeah says everything you need to know because it doesn't mean oh he's the biggest badass there is because he won it 21 times it means no. he was popular enough to keep winning for it. decades to, to keep, keep being it. the yeah. number one guy selling tickets selling yeah. merchandise the guy who wears the belt is the one who is yeah. the hottest person in the industry and I mean, I was watching, I watched a match fucking just like hardcore. Like this was one of the most hardcore matches I've ever seen in the WWF was him and Mick Foley. Oh, and yeah. They had a genuine beef. I actually got to watch some of that, yeah. Oof. The tacks and stuff. And the fucking, the barbed wire. The baseball yeah. bat. And I was just laughing my ass. God, I miss it. Like I miss those days of wrestling yeah. so bad. And they're, so Mick Foley is oh, like back going when under. ECW was, oh, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like that. Well, they just, yeah. just do everything. Safety so they, concerns oh, now, yeah, they wouldn't 100%. do shit like that, really. But they pull out a giant board covered in barbed wire after they pulled out regular barbed wire. And then at one point they pull out a 
baseball bat covered in barbed wire from under the ring. Yeah. And fucking <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler, who's announcing, looks over at JR and says, I'm just trying to figure out why they were storing all this under the ring. <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid. Yeah. I mean, he's funny, though. Like, Jerry, this, I would think that, Lawler, like, that they hit it because they knew they were going to cheat and wrestle dirty. And like, they put it there. Yeah. yeah. But no, it just that was before I mean, JR stroke. Because it was too. so ludicrous that yeah. it was under there. Yeah. And then he points it out. Which but makes like, it even better. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, this is going to be some bullshit. So he takes, like, he takes, like, mankind takes the baseball bat covered in barbed wire and hits Flair, who I think was 60 when he was doing this yeah. match, Dude. just hits him in the arm once. And then the camera just was doing a close up, not even trying to show it. And you just saw Blood. all the cuts down his arm because he just got hit in the arm with a baseball right. bat covered in fucking yeah. barbed wire. Bleeding and he's down. fucking 60. I mean, it was a, it was That's a tough get, match to watch. That's when the edge dude. of paper skin at that yeah. point, man. That fucked you yeah. up. He just won't stop bleeding. Yeah. Like, oh, that was a rough match. Yeah, the, yeah, those the and and thumbtacks and and, the and whole, we talked about know. it. If you if you missed the Mick Foley episode, like Mick Foley, man, like that, that was my childhood watching <laughs> the Japanese death matches with Mick Foley and and like that match with Ric Flair. Like that that was like an important match. That you know what I mean? Match. Like, Dude, my roommate Ryan, uh, the Undertaker. Him. You know what I mean? There were some crazy matches where people got fucked yeah. up. Like off the top of that twenty foot fucking steel cage or or whatever, like wrestling's fake. Like everybody knows that, but the hits they take, well, it's choreographed, some of this shit, it's not fake. Yeah, man, those guys. I mean, I mean, we saw you saw Sabu walking around in fucking Rob yeah, Van Dam's house, and he's fucking wrecked yeah. because those guys do take a beating, dude. They take a fucking beat. Yeah. I mean, look at fucking Stone Cold. Even when he was in the WWE for this fucking knee braces, yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. fucking running around with his knee braces because like that's they they fucking. They take a fucking beating. And I'll say this, though. Like, that, the Hell in a Cell, one of the most famous matches ever, if you've never seen it, is fucking worth watching. Undertaker, Mick Foley, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Google it. Amazing. The shit that, yeah. the shit that Mick Foley endures and the shit that I don't think anybody but The Undertaker would have had the balls to actually do to someone yeah. else. Like, no one else would have thrown him off of that fucking cage. Like, <laughs> and even The Undertaker the said yeah. on the top, he was like, I'm not throwing you off of this cage. And Foley was like, you got to throw me off you the cage. To. You're here. And, you it was, you know, and he had like, to fucking do it. Like, you just on a roof? It's like fucking 10 feet up. Yeah. And you look yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. And you try to tell yourself, like, oh, I'm only actually as high as my feet are. Like, right. get lower. Yeah. It's only that high. But still, that's fairly fucking high. So mm-hmm. to be 20 feet up and yeah. then you're six, seven and foot then tall. And choke slammed so onto a 30 table. feet up from where your eye is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I got to say, as rough as that match was, this match with Flair had, like, I was I was locked in, man. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And it's because it's because of Ric Flair, because of how he sells, yeah. how he works the crowd. Well, and Foley does good too. Like, he does. Like He's amazing. They're He's both kind of similar, yeah, just yeah, new yeah. style, yeah. as compared to old, you know. And and, uh, and yeah, if you don't watch a lot of wrestling. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's easy to tell the difference between how someone sells what they're going through yeah. and how they like you. You're you're not only telling an overall story like me versus Dusty Rhodes, and we've been feuding for a month. Like when you get in the ring, there's a narrative to this match. Like yeah. there's a you're telling a story with the way you interact with the crowd and the other person and and the ref and everything. And Ric Flair was just the best at it. and and I hadn't like I've always known Ric Flair was one of the greats and so forth. But when I really started looking at behind the scenes of wrestling and I listened to Stone Cold's podcast a lot when he would have like big uh, superstars on and so forth. And every single person, he always at, at in every uh, in every interview, he stops and says, 
you know, who are your top three of all times? Every fucking person he ever interviews, Ric Flair is in the top three. Yeah. The other two are, you know, very seldom align, but yeah. everyone's, every sports uh, journalist, every like fucking wrestling promoter, everyone says he's the greatest of all time. And I, I kind of have to agree. He was yeah. just like, you know, even while Hulk Hogan, Did you he might not be your live? favorite wrestler, but he, but he's might, the, he, he is, is the greatest. greatest of all time. No, yeah. he's not my favorite wrestler. Yeah. You, you've been in some matches because of Rob and shit, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see him live? That's what I was wondering because I know Rob wrestled against him before. I saw, I was reading about there's him. A, uh, there's a good chance I saw him live. I wasn't a huge fan of his. When I was seeing a lot of matches with right. Rob and I was like at my, my most fervent watching of wrestling. I wasn't a huge Ric Flair fan for all the reasons that I now am a Ric Flair fan. Yeah. Like, and that happens sometimes with a wrestler. It's like his woo would annoy the shit out of me and his boasting about how rich he was and how he gets all the ladies was just like so old. And I was just like, I'm fucking over it. And then at some point he just went on some rampage cutting a promo. And I was like, this motherfucker is genius. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, he just had his you, thing, st- yeah. you know, and it's like the impact that he has, uh, uh, the comedian Bill Burr, there's a little thing I saw on YouTube and he was just, he was talking about the 30 by 30 right. on Ric Flair, which is an ESPN show. And they did a special just on Ric Flair. Um, and if really you like, Rick, if you like I, I, Ric Flair, I'm not even into wrestling and it was good. Yeah. If you like Ric Flair, crazy you need stories to watch on there. This. And well, Bill the wrestling Berg, backstories are fucking they're great, man. nuts, they're man. Great. Like, they're fucking crazy. Like the life, it's like not even real life. No, like like it's like wrestling, but it's real life, but it's not real life. Yeah, like, it's yeah, like fucking yeah. the weirdest. There's shit some ever. Like, like fucking alpha male motherfuckers telling stories about Ric Flair going into the bathroom on an airplane and coming back out wearing nothing but his robe and a fucking just a huge ass fucking erection. Just walks out. <laughs> Full on hard. That's the cocaine. And just like yeah. o- open yeah. up his fucking robe was like, woo, I'm yeah. the fucking plane. Yeah. And they were just like just <laughs> yeah. biggest boner you ever fucking saw in your face, dude. That but Bill walking around. Bill Burr like had a uh it was part of a, a live a live podcasting thing that he did for part of his podcast. And the whole point was he just wanted to talk about how he thought, you know, as a comedian, he was like, I think one of the funniest people on earth right now is Ric Flair. And he was like, and he just watched that same thing. And he was just making the point that, you know, he was like, you know, he'll just randomly spout something off when he's cutting a promo, which is like a line so good that I would just like close my set on it. Yeah. And he's just ripping them off the top of his head. Yeah. And he was, and he was like, but the, as soon as he said, I just watched this 30 by 30 on ESPN about Ric Flair, like a quarter of the audience went woo that's funny suit, <laughs> he was he wasn't talking about wrestling before yeah, yeah. that he just said the word rick flair and people go woo yeah like it's just instantaneous yeah. you know it's just part of it's, of it's who famous now yeah, you know yeah. the woo the woo is famous so um that's the setup of nature of boy such flair. a weird fucking co- i know how he got it in the back yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it, but it even, is a weird even one. then yeah it's a weird fucking it is. name it like is nature yeah. boy yeah. it just sounds like kind of weak yep um, and he does hold the record, um, in, uh, he, in 95, him and Antonio Inoki, uh, did a match in North Korea. I was trying to figure that out, dude. That had 200,000 people. Was North Korea in 95? Like, 
Um, oh, sure. I don't think it was different in '95. Well, I think who was allowing that, and what was it? I thought they him, Kim Jong Il yeah. probably just wanted to watch a wrestling yeah, match, just like fucking Rodman's over there, fucking hanging yeah. out. You know, like he they, probably yeah. packed a state. He probably I'll built a stadium it. and filled it full of two hundred thousand starving North Koreans. Yeah, and fake and made him watch yeah. Ric Flair. Just had a potato and a fucking <laughs> yeah. wrestling ticket. Yeah. Um. So, um, and if you like. Uh, contemporary wrestling. If you if you watch it right now, you undoubtedly know who Charlotte Flair is because she's she's really a, the beginning of is that his daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm. this yeah. current wave. There's a there's a really strong, which I'm super happy about. There's a really strong female presence in the WWE right now that isn't just like because they used to be like the divas and it was just like models with big tits who couldn't really wrestle and they'd come out and it was the match no one really watched right and they and it was just like but now they're like genuinely amazing wrestlers that are out there i mean really fucking fucking, ufc's crazy women fights really those fucking chicks are crazy oh that that plane ride you were talking about so apparently wwe removed rick flair from their opening package and edited out the woo because of that, because Vice oh, really? is, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's he's mm. it's starting for him. He well, got a. So his daughter Charlotte though wasn't even going to do wrestling until his other son died. When his son Odin mm. passed away, because it was he was it was his dream to be a wrestler. She was like, "I'm going to fulfill his dream," and then she fucking like switched gears and became a wrestler. She's so, really good, yeah. and she really, I mean, I she, saw a bunch of shit. She's yeah. kind of the beginning of the. She was the beginning of this era. Um probably her and Sasha Banks were both like the beginning of this era of like really good um, female wrestlers uh, that, that are out there, but yeah. she, she's still like top of the game in, in all that stuff. Um, so he was born uh, Richard Fleer Ooh. Um, and uh, had kind of a funky upbringing. So he was, he was adopted. He was put up for adoption and he was adopted by parents. His dad was a, a doctor, a medical doctor, and his mom uh, wrote for the Star Tribune. And then they were both like big into theater. And his dad was the national director of the Community Theater Association. So, um, which he said in the interviews that he didn't give a shit about it and he didn't connect with it. He was like playing football and doing wrestling. I was like, but man, I think it must have had a profound, like, yeah, I feel like it probably did because he, I mean, that's what he did. He went into theater. Yeah. He went to the biggest Ultimately. theater of it all. Like, Ultimately, you know what I mean? he was, yeah. so he's totally like an actor. And if it's one of those things, in, I'm not going to do what you did, yeah, dad. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that, but well, back, back, you yeah, know, the back yeah, yeah, door. Yeah. Well, I mean, but if yeah. you're hanging out all the time, if your parents are at rehearsal and you're just at the theater, like it's just going to pick it you up. You see how it works. Yeah. You know, I also you think know. he was trying to illustrate the fact that he was adopted and it was just they were on such different fucking levels Way that it lengths. showed before he even knew he was adopted. Yeah. He didn't know for until he was 10 or something. Right. So that's yeah, they a, told him when he was 10. Yeah. And then from that point on, they would have two celebrations. They yeah. have the anniversary of the date they adopted him. And then they would also have his actual birthday. Um but um, so apparently, though, he had um, problems with his adopted parents and just problems. I, I don't even everything I'm saying he had problems with his parents. I don't think he had problems with his parents. I think he was just a fucking troublemaker. Yeah. Like, I, you know, buying beer and getting um, in trouble. Yeah. I got arrested for buying beer with a fake ID. Um, just always getting in trouble. They sent him off to boarding school because they couldn't contain him. I think um, what they said was most of that came from his first <coughs> wife. I think she said that his parents like. Maybe they adopted him and they're like, fuck, like, can we take this thing back? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he was like acting right. fucking crazy and he wasn't really playing along with, 
you know, what they wanted for their family values and whatnot. And so I think probably they're like, well, we'll send them away to school. Right. And maybe, I don't know, man, maybe there wasn't the same connection, you know, um, they adopted them cause they, they had a, they lost a child and then mm-hmm. found that they couldn't have kids. So maybe they just didn't connect. Maybe they didn't really bond because they sent him away and they said they never went to his sports games. Yeah. They never went to any of his games. Yeah. So maybe there was um, some weird, uh, they had a regret or something. Maybe he was just a dick. Yeah. They had a dog. Exactly. Like if you had a kid that was just a dick to you. Right. Hey, fuck off. Yeah. Like, you know what? Go go fucking go grow up then. You know, do your own thing. He was obviously a very talented athlete, even young, because he got recruited by seven colleges to to do football. And he named some of them in the documentary. And they're pretty hot shit like fucking football colleges. Like Like every major Yeah. Um, except University of Michigan, which is where he wanted to go, but he didn't get in. Um, but he went to university of Minnesota. Um, he wasn't able to go to practice or play because his grades were so bad. Cause he was just fucking around. He was in a frat. So he was just at the frat house and he would like show up naked, like hanging out of a door on the second floor with his junk out, yeah. like, you know, at the Delta house, trying to get the, the sorority girls to come fish, in. He was and, fishing. Yeah. yeah. Let it dangle. See if yeah. you it, It's kind of crazy. Like you see people like, uh, you see people do that, like where they they've made it, you know, into something that somebody else wants. You know, like there's tons of people out there that want to fucking play football for a college, right. you know. And he's just over there fucking it off. Yeah, and it made me think of a guy at my work. Uh, he was a pitcher for um the Marlins and for like a AAA team, and then he made the the Marlins, the actual Florida Marlins. Oh, fuck. And he told us he just fucking he just didn't give a fuck. Like he didn't want to play. Hmm. Like he'd been, you know, and so like he got there. He was seven. He he was over. Yeah. He made it. He made it to like the, what people would call the pinnacle. And he's just like, fuck off. Like I want to go fish, you know, like he just didn't want to do it. And it's like, that's fucking crazy. Like, and you see, it happens to people all the time where like parents force their kids that shit out for 10 years and then went fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Forced. Well, people, parents who force their kids to do shit, you know what I mean? Like they force them to do things and you're just like, and they fucking the kid hates it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they hate it. You know, and it, it's a it's fucking crazy. I don't know. That just made me think of that. But then right? it's a it's a it's like a razor's edge to walk because yeah. it's like the people who are the best in a sport or yeah. in an anything started when they were young and they yeah. had parents that took True. them to you know. So I it's had like a, I had a and I had a pretty rare that you would be good enough to get on the Marlins without having put that time in. Yeah. yeah. Or anything. But, you're playing college football. There's you're such playing a good whatever, chance yeah. that you're going to be fucking burnt out. It's like even just in academia, like I, I like, especially when I still taught at Cal state, there were so many students who would get there and they were a students all through high school. They were on the fucking academic triathlon. They were just like fucking 4.2 yeah. GPA. They were just like the, the exact student that you would want at a big university. Like, fuck off. And <laughs> by the end of their first year, they were drunk. They were doing coke. They were skipping <laughs> class because it was all so much. I'm doing this because of my parents. Yeah. You know, like yeah, they yeah. didn't love academia. They weren't doing it because they loved it. They were doing it because they had to. Yeah. And then as soon as they were now in they a don't dorm, have to. Yeah. they're they're nineteen in a dorm and horny. Yep. And it's like yeah. you would just watch them crash and burn and get disqualified from the university. That's crazy. And it was just like, and you're the smartest. You're like you're as smart as anybody at this fucking school. Smarter than most people at this school. Yeah. But it's just I'm over it. I'm fucking burnt out. You know. Yeah, that's crazy. And it was like. You know, they would need a break or they'd never come back or, you know, I, I know a lot of some of the smartest people I've ever met got into college and they were burnt out 
Yeah. And we're just like, I'm not, this isn't for me. I'm fucking yeah. done. You know, that's it. It's a trip. Um, so anyway, he went there. His grades were shitty. He was supposed to do a two month summer school stint. And he went one day and was like, fuck this. I'm out of here and left. Um, and this was, so I was trying to piece together exactly what happened here. Cause nothing seemed to really give me the whole picture. So some articles said that he was doing some time as a semi-pro football player. Some articles said that he uh, was um, a bouncer at a bar. Some articles said that you could be both. Some said that he met um, uh, Greg Gagne, who got him into this particular Mm. wrestling school. But some said that he met an Olympic weightlifter named Ken Patera, who convinced him to go to this wrestling school. So I couldn't like, there was a, I don't remember what he said in the interview record. on, the, on the, the documentary, but I just remember that the fucking wrestling shit was brutal, dude. And I did he wrestling. Didn't, he didn't say, okay, but they interviewed Greg Gagne and he said that because Vern Gagne was a big time promoter. He was one of the big promoters that was, he was about as big as Vince before Vince like took over the empire and, and consolidated everything. And he was a professional wrestler. He was actually one of the wrestlers that Ric Flair watched when he was a kid. He was like 50s and 60s. Vern Gagne was a big draw. Then he opened up his own wrestling uh, promotion. And the first year he opened his own wrestling school, um, someone convinced Ric Flair, either his son Greg or this Olympic powerlifter, saw him as a bouncer and said, hey, you should join. You should do uh, uh, Vern Gagne's wrestling school. And he was like, I don't know how to fucking wrestle. And he was like, well, no shit. That's why you're going to wrestling right. school. Like that's the hmm. that's the whole point of going Dummy. to wrestling school. Yeah. I mean, it's not gnarly. Oh we my have, god, dude! It dude, sounded I mean, we did, so awful. We did crazy shit, but not on a fire escape. Like that yeah. just sounded like brutal because like metal fire. I was talking about my shins. So like, yeah, yeah. So Ricky Steamboat went through the same school three years later. Um, he he wasn't part of of uh his class, I guess you would say. But he talked about what, but they did the same thing. He was explaining the exercises that they did. So he said that on any given day, they would, it was a 21 story building and Vern would make them run to the top of the stairs and then run back down. So they had to run 21 flights of stairs. When they got back down, he would pair them up and he would make you fireman carry your partner up the 21 flights of stairs and back down, and then the person who just got carried would These put you on his man. back. No, they're not little fucking yeah. men. And what it said, he weighed, it he said, said he said he weighed 300 pounds. Stairs, it was fire escape stairs, yeah. yeah. And he's so, weighing 300 pounds. And he said that, and and Ricky Dragon Steamboat said there were times where you would go, you drop you would motherfucker go up, die. You would go like two or three steps and just have to go, lean against the wall and then keep, but you couldn't stop. And then so the next person would do it. And then when they had both, they both ran up and down, they both did the fireman carry. They would now both have to wheelbarrow the other person up 21 flights of stairs. And then when they got back down to the basement, they would finally get into the ring for the day where he would make them hit the rope so much that their skin was peeling off and he would make them take a thousand bumps in an hour. So what's a thousand bumps? Falls. 
falls hitting oh, the like mat. Fall. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like back falls. So I can't compete with that, but like I mean I I I like empathize with it a little bit because I was like, dude, I fucking I did wrestling. We ran bleachers with someone on our back. You know what I mean? Like we did that kind of fucking yeah. shit. We fucking did rope they climbs did until the knee. skin came off yeah. of our fucking hands. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. we did like the fucking monkey bar crazy ass obstacle course and shit until like the skin literally ripped off of my fucking hands right here. Like where you yeah. get calluses, mm-hmm. it ripped off and wasn't there. And I was like, coach, I, I fucking can't. He's like, go do push-ups over there in the fucking sand. And I was like, fuck. So I had to like do <laughs> knuckle, knuckle push-ups, push-ups, but I couldn't yeah. even bend my hands all the way. I was doing these fucking crazy ass half knuckle push-ups over there. Yeah. And the See, dirt. That's what's wrong. This explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We did crazy yeah. shit. Like five in the like five in the morning, we meet before school and fucking run five miles and then run sprints and jump rope and then go home. Or, or go shower, you know, mm. come back and do school and then get off school, still go do a fucking all the conditioning, then go into the fucking right. wrestling room right. and fucking wrestle. Was, and the, I was, think, was the training as rigorous at PetSmart or no? No. 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 I've never worked there for no. the record. So happened. I think that the training like that is, I mean, yes, it's training you. It's getting you in, in impeccable physical shape, et cetera. But more than anything, it's just – that is Vern Gagne watching people and saying, which of these motherfuckers can I work with? It's the Navy SEAL thing. Oh, it's like, yeah. who's going like, to yeah. you know, and even like who, who is done with that and is in the ring and still has their wits about him is still kind of funny, could still cut a promo, could still, yeah. you know, who at 60 is going to get barbed wire rubbed onto their yeah. forehead and thrown into a fucking ring covered in fucking thumbtacks and still go woo yeah. and sell to the crowd like that's what you're looking for Except you're for just Rick weeding out he quit and he had to but go i get still him think he back. saw because and even uh greg gagne his son said that yeah my dad said when he quit he was like oh he's not quitting and he drove to rick's <laughs> house and said get in the back seat and put him in the back seat and drove him right back and they did like extra brutal training that night because he quit and left during the day and he wouldn't let him quit. He said he tried to quit three different times yeah. and Vern wouldn't let him. And it's because he knew what he had. He was like, this guy's funny. He's charismatic. He's handsome. Like he can take it. He's not hungry for it. And he was like, I'm going to make him fucking hungry for it because I think this guy can fucking put asses in seats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a that's a big thing, being hungry. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're if you don't care about it, you're not going to try, right. you know, right. Uh, but if you're hungry, you'll do all, you'll do whatever all of it, it takes. Yeah. yeah you'll and do I, whatever. I don't, and from what it sounded like, I think he kind of got hungry for it once he finally started wrestling. When he was done with that boot camp and he was doing his first matches and putting things together. When well, you I actually have a crowd was, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he said that, that was what turned you. him on. Yeah. He was like, oh, now there's a crowd yeah. and they're cheering for me. And what I do in yeah. the ring makes them cheer or boo. He was like, this yeah. is a fucking trip. Yeah, I look back and I'm like, why the fuck did I do that sometimes? Because I was like, I didn't enjoy it most of the time. I was like, why am mm-hmm. I doing this? You know, why am I fucking killing myself? Right. And then even when I go out for a match, I was nervous as fuck. I felt like I was going to fucking shit my singlet, dude. I was mm-hmm. like, my guts were fucking bubbling. But there were some times where like you fucking won and your friends all fucking saw you kick someone's ass. And they're like, fucking fantastic. And you're like, yeah, that's right. I'll fucking kick your ass too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So maybe that, but fuck, I don't know, dude. I did so much stupid shit and starved and lost weight and did all that fucking craziness. And I just remember like, well, my other friends are doing it. Like we're doing this. I don't know why we do it, but we do it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't know. rich and famous for it. No. Just no. Brutal. You're no. not doing it now. No. And that was the other thing. Like if you're talking 1971, which is when he went to the to Vern Gagne school, 
like wrestling, like it was, it was not what it is right now. You're not going to ever get rich because you're a wrestler. Right. Like that was, that's not part of the well, dream. I was thinking his net worth I mean? right now is like 500,000. Yeah. If, which, yeah, I saw that too. He didn't manage his money well. I saw it in the interview. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't pay his taxes yeah. and shit. And IRS got him like, yeah. Cause it huh. said that his net worth was, was 500,000, but then it said that he made $35,000 a month. He probably still spins big, man. He's yeah. probably got a fucking limo. Well, Thirty-five thousand a month. I mean, like, if you don't have a home or something, or you know, I don't know. Like, that's yeah, thirty-five thousand a month. That's so much money, year, dude. Yeah. What's that? I mean, fucking lot. I mean, it, the net that's worth like thing's probably like whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's like four hundred grand a year. Is it? Mm-hmm. He probably just doesn't have property and investments. Yeah, he probably just 20. gets his money and spends it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, would be yeah, my maybe. guess. I don't know. But I don't, if you're making well, $35,000 a month, guess. you can't complain about it. Well, and he's had five different wives. Yes. <laughs> That's, That's a fucking true. problem. And that was another thing that Bill Burr thought was like really funny is that when he talks about his first wife, he only refers to her as number one. Yeah. That's rough. It's Who's number two? You know, yeah, that's yeah, fucking <laughs> number two is really bad. The weird thing about those interviews, like like Bob Marley, like a lot of these people, when they you see the interviews and the documentaries, when they talk to the the wife, yeah. the ex wife, they're always very understanding. Yeah, they're always like, well, you know, he's Ric Flair. Like, what are you what gonna, was gonna do? do? He's right. gonna bang a bunch they, of chicks. They knew. Yeah, they knew what they were getting into. Yeah. when they got into it, is maybe the, not is the her thing. though. Maybe they, not number one yeah, because she, they met when she was in no, college. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you I'm know, just saying, but number two, number three, number but four. But afterwards, like, you're marrying Ric Flair. Like like number number one in the first is uh, at first you know they're getting divorced. She's like, I can't believe you do this to me. And then as it goes on, she's like, ah, yeah. And even he, it was bound to happen. Right. It's even kind of crazy, like how accepting he is of it, how the world is accepting of it. Like certain people like that, you just accept it. That like, oh, you're sort of a piece of shit, but you're awesome. Like he said, they said, well, how would you like when you're gone? How would you like the world to remember you? <clears throat> and he was like, well, he's like, I won't be remembered for the best father for sure. I yeah. definitely won't be remembered for the best husband. He's like, so I guess I just like to be remembered as the most entertaining wrestler of all time. You know, and I was yeah. like, and that's like, honest. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that's honest. He's like, because I was a shitty dad. Right. And I wasn't fucking there. And right. I was a terrible fucking husband. Yeah. And. So at least and that's the sacrifice, that's you know, like, that's like why he was the, the, most the reflection. Exactly. Yeah. The reflection on your life. You, you have to, I don't know. I feel like uh Dwayne Johnson could do it all. That motherfucker be like, mm-hmm. no, he's the best fucking dad ever. The best fucking right. But he doesn't sleep. <laughs> he doesn't sleep. No, he doesn't. You know sleep. what I mean? Like that, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, um, and, and you don't know what it looks like. I mean, you see what it looks like on Instagram or whatever yeah, the fucking yeah, posting, yeah. Right. but he's not posting the fight he had with his wife that True. night. You know, like n- nobody's doing that, you know, yeah. so you don't really know. Uh, maybe he is great. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe. And, and Ric Flair. Yeah, he is, dude. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Like, I mean, he seems like, a, you know, that person seems like a genuinely nice true person. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, when but you're Ric like, Flair. letters from fans like on his way yeah. to uh, his limo or wherever the fuck he's got to go while they're loading his fucking gazelle equipment so he can run at 4 a.m. Yeah. And, like, well, he pulled up next to the fucking like the the Star the Tours, Tours bus. Yeah, he does that. Yeah. And he's like, uh, hey, have you guys seen, Have you, you know where The Rock lives? And it's fine, you know, and then yeah. they start freaking out, you know. That's fucking cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that probably gets him hyped up too, you for know what sure. I mean? They're fucking doing it for him, you know. That's for what sure. he feeds yeah, yeah, yeah. off of, you know. And you don't um, get the feeling with Ric Flair interviews that he would have done any of those No, no, no. <laughs> he just know? didn't give a yeah. shit. You know? I think at the core, I mean, at the core of it, 
The Rock was the people's champion. Like that yeah. was his nickname. That was his gimmick. And I don't think it was a stretch. No. Like he fed off the people. He wanted to give nice the people person. what they yeah. wanted. Yeah. Like the people gave him a lot. He gave the people everything he could. And Rick, Rick Flair, Flair the was son different. of a rich asshole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he fucking lived and up I'm to it. Better than all of you. Yeah. And he lived and up he lived to up it. Up you to know? It. Like you, you can't ask for anything more but the honest upfront truth. So he starts wrestling. Um, and uh, isn't very good at it. Well, he even said, he never said I wasn't very good at it. He said I was pretty boring. So I think he was pretty good at it right away, but he didn't have a good character. He didn't have a good persona, like none of that stuff. He was broke because he's just a fucking traveling wrestler. He tried to get 400 bucks from his folks just to make ends meet, and his dad was like, no, this is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Um, Run around your underwear. Your $400 is at college, bitch. Yeah, exactly. You left it. So he's doing like early work with Andre the Giant and Dusty Rhodes and different people doing work in Japan, like just putting in his time. And um, when they were flying in a private plane to uh, North Carolina, um, apparently the plane was only filled up with half a tank of gas. (laughs) And when they were five miles away from the airport flying at 6,000 feet, one of the engines died because they fully ran out of gas. So the pilot reaches down, kicks open the reserve tank so they can land, and the reserve tank never got filled up. So They they go through that checklist. Yeah. Hmm. So they go down. He said that they hit the ground doing 230 miles an hour. Um, fucked him up. Uh, I forget what all. Oh, it, it uh, broke, his broke his back in three places. Oof. He had compression fractures of L10, 11, and 12. Um, he went from. That's a fucking hard landing. Yeah. He'd uh, be dead. That's while a, that's he was. Fucking buddy fuck, Holly yeah, shit. dude. While he was recuperating, he went from. He was, he was at, I think he said 260 pounds. And by the time he was like finally healthy enough to kind of get back to the gym, he was down to 180 pounds. Um, That's what his doctor said he should have been at. Yeah. And at that point he was like, okay, I'm, and he was fucking like in his very early matches, like you see those early pictures of him. He was like close to 300 pounds. He was pretty fucking yoked. Yeah. Like way bigger than he is in any era that you see of Ric Flair. But he was like, I'm never going to get to that size again because of these injuries. So I need to come up with a hook that's going to make them like me. It's not going to be because of my physique. It's got to be because yeah. of something else. And this is when he dreams up this persona. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, he he's he calls himself the dirtiest player in the game, which is still what they call him to this day. Um and uh, he starts to wrestle. He starts to work on his persona. Um, he's wrestling with uh, Roddy Piper, Superfly Snooka, uh, the Steamboat, just like that classic like yeah. 80s yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, uh, crew. And then there was a guy named the Nature Boy Buddy Rogers who was kind of a generation ahead of Ric Flair. And they were doing what they do. You know, back in the day, it would be like, we're going to be wrestling in Chicago and we're going to release TV shows. We're going to do little gigs all over the place and we'll record at every one of the gigs, let them air on local television shows. And the whole thing is us letting everyone know in Chicago on the fifth, I'm going to fight fucking dusty roads. And they would build up this animosity. So everybody would be like, fuck it. Let's go to Chicago. I want to see this. We've been watching them hype it up for a month, which is exactly what they do right now, but it's all within the same network. So it's easier to do. But um, so he was he was uh, working an angle with this guy, the nature boy, Buddy Rogers, 
And uh, in 1978, they finally did a match. And like part of the premise of the match was whoever wins Takes the other is the name. nature boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, yeah so yeah. the nature, you know, you put it on the line and I guess oh, all the names to fight for the though. nature. So boy, instead yeah. of, so instead of the belt, they were fighting for the name, the name. Yeah. You get to keep your name or I'm taking your name. But yeah. I guess it That's was like, good, the, it was the end of buddy Roger. Like he was like winding down and he let, like it was fully his decision to let he Rick wanted to Flair, pass the name. Yeah, on. he let Ric Flair get over. So yeah. he was like, "Okay, you can be the Nature Boy. Yeah, like that's you now." I mean, really though, he he could, he couldn't have picked anybody better Fuck to no. take the name on, <laughs> like to let that name live. Like, yeah, he couldn't have. You and know, he probably Rick saw Flair, that too. Fifty fucking years yeah. of wrestling. Yeah, he was probably like, Legend. if anybody's taken my yeah. name, he threw the match. Guy. He's like, "Oh no, you got me." Yeah, like, take the name. Um, so he let him uh, get over. That's and, what he's uh, talking about, Brent. There you go. I got this for you. What is it? Licorice. I don't know. You love it. No. Try it. Uh-uh. It's black. Uh-uh. So he sees uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, the old singer who would go woo in the middle of some of his songs. Yeah. And he was like, so now he's got the nature boy. He's the dirtiest player in the game. He's got the woo. Yeah. Um, he's starting to make some money wrestling. So he starts to dress up. And then he puts on this persona of I'm the sexiest. I'm the fanciest. I'm in with all the ladies. Even like his, his, uh, number one even said like as soon as he had enough money he bought a limousine yeah and he would pay people to drive him around um so he would because at the time like people didn't think wrestling was fake so when he pulls up at an arena in a limousine that's an important part of what what happens you know you can't act like you're rich and then they see you getting into a pinto no you can't fucking leave the arena in your sweats because the show's over you have to show up with a roll a real rolex on in a suit in a limo or you trying to be the nature boy yeah. isn't going to fucking yeah. work. I know that was weird to me. I went and saw Joey Diaz at Timbler. And then after the show was over, he was like, hey, dog, like, go, go look at your podcast. No, he got like into a fucking Toyota Camry with yeah. some other like, whoever the opening comic was, and they just head back to LA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In a Camry. That was the gas in a rental. Yeah. That was the gas They're going to stop at Chevron. And he's probably yeah. going to get a Pepsi. Yeah. Or they're going to get you know? a fucking, they're going to hit Taco. They're going to hit In and Out on Castaic <laughs> yeah. and yeah. get back like, to LA. I was like, oh, weird. Yeah. Because it um, felt like that. It should have been like an SUV with blacked out windows or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone yeah. else was driving. I mean, I'm that's not, the, that's the persona. You know what I mean? Like some people aren't looking for a persona. Right. You right. know, some people want the persona if you're a rapper, if you're, you know, a yeah, wrestler, yeah, yeah. if you're, you know, whatever it is, you want a persona. Um, fucking a comic is just a fucking funny just guy dude, you know, yeah. on stage. Yeah. And they call it kayfabe for reasons no one mm. can even really identify, but it's the idea of the fake story that's going on as if it's real and like even in like modern day wrestling like no one like puts the it fake on word that's going on it's not even exactly real. like yeah. if you ran into any wrestler right now at the fucking airport they're just their real name buying yeah. a beer waiting for an airplane yeah. i'm with, jerry mcduff yeah with really yeah. sort of the exception of the undertaker like he's still dressed all fucking gothic and that's like, probably because that's who on. he was like, kinda but yeah. when you see him now that he's retired he isn't he's just in jeans and a t-shirt how with tall a is that he was kind of a biker he's six seven wasn't yeah, he six seven i think yeah. he's kind of a biker but like he would he would he would still sort of Tall travel not in full-on undertaker mode but yeah. not and he wouldn't talk and he would like he kind of kept up somewhat of the mystique yeah you know but most people yeah because that's kind of like he's that's six, the undertaker ten. that's oh, six, different ten. there you go uh, yeah. Yeah. he's a big motherfucker yeah, he's a tall, dude. He's tall dude. yeah yeah, I stood next to him and was pretty overwhelmed yeah. at how right. fucking tall he was, dude. Yeah, he's taller than Dave. Um, like significantly. Five taller. inches, aren't you? Six five. 
I'm actually like six four now. I think I lost a half inch. Yeah. I think I think we're all yeah. shrinking. I think, I think we're I'm all shrinking. shrinking. Yeah, um, fucking knees will buckling in and shit. So, uh, and he even said in that in that interview, uh, at one point he was talking about Richard Fleer, and he said Richard Fleer was just some guy who made it through one year of college. After that, it was just the nature. The nature. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of uh, took over. And at that point, he was in NWA, which was also uh, uh, WCW, depending on who it was at whatever time. And as, you know, as Vince McMahon was consolidating the WWF and Hulk Hogan was helping that whole phenomenon happen, Ric Flair was kind of the other side of the spectrum. And it wasn't a cable television gig, but he was like everybody, like everything that you read about it, like at that time, if you liked wrestling, Ric Flair was exactly as popular and as famous as Hulk Hogan was. Yeah. In the outside of wrestling world, everybody knew Hogan because he was on cable and he was on Rocky and all that shit. But in wrestling, Ric Flair was sort of the the equivalent of Hulk Hogan for this different yeah. wrestling group, you know. Yeah. And Flair's group, the the WCW was much more adult oriented. They aimed at like beer drinking blue collar workers yeah. where Vince McMahon was aiming at families and really trying to rope in kids. So they had different audiences, different tones to their show, different styles of wrestling. Which ultimately was smart because now those yeah. kids are older. Yep. Yeah. And they're watching wrestling. Yeah, exactly. You know, like exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah, because I, I never got into the WCW. Like I just didn't like the way they filmed it. I didn't like the storyline. I didn't like yeah, I didn't a lot either. of how the wrestlers acted. I because even either. once they moved to WWF, like you know, you have um Kevin Nash and you know what I mean? You had mm-hmm. a lot of people that moved over. Right. Uh or vice versa. They went back and forth. Like you liked them in WWF. And then they would go to WCW, and it was like ah, it's like soap opera e like yeah. it, it's it was just different. It was a whole different thing. It was totally but, different. Yeah, and I was we watched ECW a lot. Like that was yeah, I watch ECW and WWF. Yeah. yeah, and I would watch I would watch WCW during commercial breaks of WWF because yeah. they were on the same. Exact There's time. certain matches you wanted to watch flip, or fucking not whatever. Very often, yeah. man. I, even the pay per views, I didn't yeah. care. Like we had a bootleg cable box at the time, and we always called them free previews. And yeah. every time there was a wrestling yeah. one, everybody would come over to the house and we'd watch whatever WWF one was. And maybe once a year, maybe we would watch a, yeah. a WCW one. I remember my, watch aunt, all my aunt worked for ones. a fucking Time Warner was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gave us a box like that. Like, oh, here's this box. She's got every fucking channel. <laughs> and then there was like, like Opened I wasn't going to figure it out. It had like fucking Spice and fucking Playboy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. like flip some mm-hmm. switch, it was like super easy. It was like, no, that's what you got to do. Like, click. Yeah. Boom, it said porn. On. It said porn switch yeah, on the like back. Porn like, yeah, on. porn switch. It was like some bullshit. Huh, I was like, what's this? All you gotta do, you flip that switch, and that yeah. fucking porno's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently, and they, my friend said that the, uh, my roommate at the time, he's the one who bought the box, and he was, and apparently the boxes like run hot, and they have sniffer trucks that drive around to try <laughs> to detect the boxes because they can actually tell the signal right. that's coming off of the box. And the guy that sold it to him, and he was like, well, fuck, I don't know if I want, like, do they bust people? And they're like, yeah, they bust dumbasses. Right. And he was like, what do you mean? And he was like, so say you're at home, because they'll send trucks out when there's a big boxing match and, you know, a right. big wrestling match, whatever, and they'll send sniffer trucks out. So a cable guy walks up to your door and knocks on the door and says, can I come in and look at your cable equipment? No. 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 Yeah. 
end of fucking discussion. Yeah. Like you have to say yes and let them come in yeah. and look yeah, at it. Yeah, come on in. Busted. Oh, you have a it's box. It's like they're standing yeah. there with a cop. What are they doing to you? Are they, they're just taking the box. Like <laughs> yeah. they're not busting you. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, but yeah, back in the we, day, there used to be things just called terminators and it went on the, uh-huh. on your cable line. It would unscramble. Like, oh yeah. There's yeah. a little yep. tool that you just popped it off. It was just in line. You just took that There's out. Still, I think those are still there, but you have to have the there. box that has the verification. But now it's digital. They yeah. send a pulse to, yeah. your, to your box to activate it or whatever. Send a pulse to your box. <clears throat> so he ends up getting bigger Girl. and bigger. He's kind of paralleling um, uh, Hulk Hogan in a different, you know, in the different uh, wrestling realm. I think it's funny, like the overlap, like there's all the things in the world, but the overlap of the acronyms of like WWF and NWA. Like there was an NWA wrestling, like NWO. Mm-hmm. No, it was NWA. There was NWA as well. National around the same, like, same oh, time. Oh, the NWA. I, yeah, it, was oh. What, it was what came before. Oh, yeah, 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 it turned yeah, into yeah. the WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And then gotcha. WWF, like right. World Wildlife and fucking NWA. Right. You know, it's like yeah. there's this weird. Yeah. Like if you yeah. read it Nigerians with attitude. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. Like Easy Eve fighting pandas and shit. Yeah. Right. Um. So uh, he ends up. Um, Getting pretty big, he did a, th- a a bit called the Four Horsemen, which again speaks to his genius because he knows how to sell. He knows like nobody was cutting promos. Like when you see The Rock, when you when we say cut a promo, it's like when you're watching wrestling and the biggest star comes out and they've got camera time that isn't devoted to a wrestling match, and it's them saying, "I'm gonna get him at SummerSlam and right. one." I'm gonna week's come all time. over like, you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna come in your face. That's what they call a promo. <laughs> Those clips are so good, <laughs> and um, only the best people do like you only get over you only become a star because you can do good promos yeah or because you're a fucking beast like brock lesnar and you've got someone like paul Heyman who's one of the best at cutting promos yeah. doing it for you you just stand there and stare at the camera <sighs> and your manager yeah. does it for you which is a, yeah, yeah exactly are there a bunch of bloopers like outtakes or is that oh, shit was just live yeah. all the time oh yeah no there's a bunch of like the booker t and the hulk hogan where he calls yeah. them the n-word <laughs> yeah. like on, li- on live tv <laughs> yeah. like there's like there's a ton of them like they're funny yeah some of the live ones are pretty those great. sections are hilarious oh they're yeah. great yeah. Yeah. i'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm come gonna, on you i'm gonna come at you i'm not gonna come so hard <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna nut right in your mouth. You're like, how was that one even confused? <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you in the ass so hard. I'm like, gay wow. and I love you. Yeah. Like, wow. What? Like in, in those clips, for some reason, it's always Mean Gene Okerman standing there on the mic, yeah. and like everyone's like selling it, and Mean Gene just has to look away. It's funny too because you can tell. he's fucking dying. Yeah, and and Mean Gene, like it's funny because he's the littlest old yeah. man, like yeah, with, yeah, the fucking, yep. with the fucking with the with the fucking ball yeah man. sad cul de sac. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Josh Burton with black hair. <laughs> mean Gene was awesome. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the other thing that he does that no one else had done yet is he creates a group called the Four Horsemen. So he finds three other wrestlers that he really clicks with, but also can dress up and kind of sell a similar flourish, you know, kind of a thing. The Four Horsemen stayed around for a long time. A long too. time. Decades, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, they even rotated out populations, you know, different people in it. But he knew, like, you know, now there's all four of us. So if if these two own the tag team belt and I own the championship belt and you own the intercontinental belt, 
we own all the belts. Right. So every time any of us have a match, we've all got the heat that the other three of us also generate. Yeah, together. And we can yeah. all be ringside. We yeah. can all cut the promos together. And they just fucking exploded. And they did it. They did it for the first week. Well, it makes sense if you're going to have a beef that you could also have a crew. Well, it's, like, <laughs> right. it's the opposite of a beef. It's, it's your fucking your little crew. Yeah. And he said they did it the first week and they would flash like the four. The, four. The four. Yeah. And he said that they showed up at the arena the next week and they weren't even sure if they were going to go with it again. And as soon as they got to the arena, everybody that was looking at him in line was fucking like throwing up, the, sh- four. Throwing up yeah. the four. And they were like, fuck, that worked. Yeah. yeah. And then they just rolled with fucking it. And mocking Jay. And now everyone does it. Like yeah. that's a regular. There's always some crew. You know, last time I watched was a couple, maybe two months ago. And there's a crew that is like the fucking Samoan Islander. You know, mm. they're all ro- the rock's cousins and shit, to be <laughs> perfectly honest. I mean, they really are, but it's like, that's the crew right now. And they roll in together and, and they do all this stuff. But, um, the, he, they came up with that and that was, that was a pretty big thing. And then it turns into a back and forth. He signs with this group. He signs with that group. He finally gets into the WWF um and uh starts to go in and it's him and and the brain bobby heenan and mr perfect and the three of them are there classic wrestling era um one thing that i didn't know this was the case so this is in 91 he leaves wcw and he joins ww at the time wwf and he shows up with the wcw belt Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah, he got yeah. let go from WCW. Yeah, he kept the belt. Yeah, and he he's physically holding the belt. And apparently, what happened was, if you became champion, you had to sign, you had to put down a security deposit of twenty five thousand dollars to to carry to bear the, belt. the belt. Yeah, um, if he was always the belt until he took that one. They had to make another one. Do you think it's always the belt? I mean, in boxing, it's not. No, I they think now. It. I think now, now they I make them specifically they, yeah, per. They've got a per they've got your yeah. thing on it now. Yeah, I think back then, those fucking the belts. Back crazy then, it was too. the yeah. They're crazy. Those belts are fucking diamond encrusted, yeah. fucking gold. Like they're fucking. They're crazy. fucking crazy. Cool. So back then, yeah. it was like the belt. Yeah, and they he, they still owed him money. That's because it was expensive. It was probably yeah, a fucking exactly, hundred thousand dollar belt. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, "Fuck it, it's my belt." So he shows up on the enemy fucking TV show. With, with the their WCW belt. Belt. He's like, I'm yeah. still WCW champion, and I'm going to become WWF champion. That's funny, yeah. You know, because I'm the best. I'm the greatest, you know, Ric Flair. That just added to it. Fuck yeah, yeah it did. Who had the balls to take the other... Because it's like to, two different universes. Yeah. It's like Marvel and DC. Exactly. Batman doesn't show up right. and the, with the fucking Avengers. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like Tony Stark showing up with a handful of kryptonite. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. I think yeah, that shit's going to happen at some point. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- it might have, or there's been crossovers, but, yeah. but, uh, but that's that that was the start of it, the yep. culmination yep. in WCW WWF. Like, it would be like a cease and desist if the Avengers like were running through time and space and they landed in Krypton. They're just like fucking in some ice cave and they're like, what's this? That's yeah, peculiar. It's an intellectual like property Hulk, Hulk for sure. holding like yeah. some green crystal. They and, always do. Yeah. They always do. They do crossovers shit like that. Yeah. yeah, they've done it several times. And then Luke Skywalker walks out. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Um, so once he got to WWF, uh, it was weird. He had a do not compete clause still. So it was in this weird legal limbo. He still had the belt. He couldn't compete yet. In an, so like Vince signed him and got him on, but he couldn't wrestle. But they knew he was good at cutting promos. So they gave him a talk show and they would build <laughs> a fake bar, you know, that would be like where the entire uh, audience could see it. Yeah. And then he would have a wrestler come out. He had a maid called Fifi. 
who would like be dusting in the background in a sexy maid outfit and then give everybody gifts and Ric Flair would just be being Ric Flair yeah. for on this uh, being talk a douche. Show, yeah. which again is something that a lot of people have done since there's always somebody who you know Piper's pit you know sort of yeah. so it was a thing that other people have done after he did it first um but he did that and then eventually once the the do not compete clause went away he was instantly fighting fucking Hulk Hogan, the best of the best. You know, he was in those matches. And then at that point, it was just he he went back and forth. Um, at one point, he he left. Uh, he comes back in 2002 and he defends. Uh, he fights Triple H. Um, or no, Triple H is fighting Rob Van Dam uh, for the championship. And Flair <laughs> comes in and sledgehammers Triple H and the, the whole thing. You know, back and, and forth. Old as just fuck already. They, yeah, two thousand two. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's fifty two at that yeah. point. Like, who do you think we went between young Flair and old Flair? Old Flair. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Super fight decks out. Just yeah, old, old up there. He's got the. He's got the super fight decks out. Uh-oh. He's in the corner. <laughs> I want. I want Fifi to fight somebody though. I just don't know who who she would battle. Fifi the the sexy maid. Oh, Fifi yeah. the maid. Yeah. yeah. Um, she can fight Mean Gene. Oh yeah. So he does all that stuff. Uh, and even as like, even in 2019, right. I mean, skipping over a ton of, of different time. Um, in 2019, he did, uh, they were celebrating his 70th birthday on the WWE. And, uh, this is, uh, and Dave Batista, he had already done mm-hmm. guardians of the galaxy. He was already doing all this. And then all of a sudden he was like, everywhere right he now. was back on WWF, yeah. which is where he started. And his whole, you know, was shtick was like, there? Oh yeah. Was He's he? like, I'm the, I missed that. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was after my prime watching yeah. day, he was just coming up, but he actually wrestled Batista. with like Randy Orton, Batista and triple H became evolution. Um, in like yes, yeah. 2000, Batista, that must have been the new kickboxer fucking bullshit movies. And yeah. he comes out like fucking Tom Poe with that fucking ponytail and right. kicks the fucking stone. He looks scary as fucking that in the fucking when he he's in, I forgot he was in fucking uh Spectre with What's James Spectre? Bond. Oh, I didn't see that. Fights James Bond's great fucking <laughs> fight scene. Dude, someone on the live just said, It's either I watch Sofa King or fuck my cousin, and that bitch is busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad she's busy yeah isaac golden but that. um the but yeah they even call when, him, they when call he him was, golden eye yeah oh they do when he was 70 he was still fucking like batista was fucking whooping his ass for a gimmick like he came out for his 70th birthday and batista was like you're not as hollywood as me now i'm the sexiest i'm the fucking one in hollywood i was in guardians of the galaxy and then Aww. he whoops rick flair's ass at 70 his and then builds up a whole so fucking good. story oh it's great man um, but yeah so it's a family affair as well so his uh his daughter is nine-time WWE Women's Champ uh really good as well she's a really good wrestler she cuts good promos etc um, etc. Etc. He has looks stupid with hair. Let me see. Oh my god! Let me find a good one. <laughs> find a good yeah, one he he definitely just looks fucking stupid with hair. Oh, that is weird. Yeah. 
He just looks like a yeah, fucking yeah, like yeah. jackass. Yeah, no, he looks like, a he, yeah, he looks he, like a, he looks like a Mexican baby that was born with a full head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks way. You know, some people just look better bald. Like, look fucking, at him. His he, hairline is he so has, far down his forehead. He don't even have a yeah. forehead. He got like yeah, a two head. He just doesn't look. It's not the same dude. Yeah. Like no, it's fucking not even not the same guy. He's so dude. fucking yoked. Oh, he's yeah. fucking yoked the fuck huge. out. Yeah. Dude. That, that was when he was in his band. Right I there. swear to God, I thought that. It's, <laughs> it's like, like a Papa band, Roach yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, old Dave Batista. He just cut his life into pieces yeah. right there. Yeah. It was his last his resort. His last resort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, his son, David, was the United States champion for WCW, and he was tag team champion, and now he's a promoter, and he works for WWE. But then his son, uh, Reed, uh, died from the article that I read in 2013. He died of an overdose of heroin, Xanax, and muscle relaxer. Yeah, it was rough, dude. Uh, I, like I said, I'm not even in this. Like, I don't have a fucking, <clears throat> you know, I'm not into wrestling. I wasn't emotionally invested in this in any way. And I was like, <clears throat> fuck, because it's like his son died. Right. And he was like, they said, they legit asked him in the interview, like, <laughs> if you could talk to him right now, what would you say to him? And he got so fucking emotional. Oh, wow. I was That's like, terrible. And he was like... Um, he said that he wished he would have been his father instead of his best oh. friend because they fucking partied <laughs> together. Like when he was 16, yeah. he could have taught him he was not drinking to be beers with drugs, him and right. like fucking off. Speaking of people that get bald, not Triple H. <laughs> yeah, he looks bald. I remember, I remember terrible. The oh my yeah. God. Fucking terrible. Yeah, looks like he should be on The Hobbit. <laughs> he does <laughs> look like Gimli. <laughs> he looks like Gimli. Yeah. He's very fast oh over short God. distances. Very fast over yeah. short distances. Yeah. <laughs> so he. Um, terrible. Yeah, his final, so Ric Flair's final match was in 2008 against uh, Shawn Michaels. Great fucking match. I just Dude, watched I mean, it. This that morning. was that, the fireworks and all the craziness and all the yeah. fucking. That's that was Shawn wild. Michaels, was man. Shawn WrestleMania Michaels 24. Fucking... It was a great match, yeah. dude. I was like blown away by how good it was. Shawn Michaels could sell better than fucking Ric Flair could. I he was says, like, I'm sorry, I was right? Before he kicks him in the face. He says, I'm sorry and I love you. Yeah. And then he fucking, yeah, kicks, no, it's a fucking great. It's a great match. They both sell it. Um, the heart, really the heartbreak good. kid, baby. Yeah. Yeah. He was fucking. I, he was always one of my favorites. Still is. Um, uh, my buddy HBK. like fucking Bret Hart, dude. Fuck. Oh my god, I hated Bret Hart. I was never. Yeah, I never liked Bret Hart. I, I never got hated into Bret Hart. Stupid fucking glasses and the yeah. fucking stupid little fucking nipple fucking <laughs> jumpsuit. How did, did HBK fucking, break? He broke his back. Did he break it in the? In the ring, I think I'm so. He did. I yeah, I think imagine. he did. I don't yeah. think it was. An, he fell down the stairs. No, <laughs> no. Probably, I think he got the backbreaker done. Yeah, and there were a couple jet ski injuries. There were a couple of times in that match where, like, Sean, both of them, you were like, did they just really fuck themselves up, or are they just that good at selling? It? Like the <sighs> whole match, I was just up, like, like, oh god damn, that was probably awful. really hurt. They just quit taking it. Yeah. They're like, I'll just let it go right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, I'll, don't I'll, take yeah, Oxy before the match exactly. and it'll look real. Because yeah, it is. That motherfucker broke his shit. Yeah. No, it wasn't as bloody as that fucking Mankind match with, with him, but it was good. So yeah, his legacy, I thought this was funny. There's Ric Flair Day in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Norfolk, Virginia, Greensboro, North Carolina, Charleston, West Virginia, Myrtle Beach, and Laringburg, North Carolina. They all have Ric Flair Days. Um, he was honored by Congress. I wonder if anyone actually does anything with it, though. I mean, they probably did at one time and right. gave him an award or whatever. That's a major um, award. Still, like right uh, now is probably someday. Today's a day that we don't yeah, know yeah, for hundred percent. Somebody's day, hundred percent. But to have gotten it in that many cities kind of says something. Uh, one of his robes is the robe from oh, from I think it was the last robe he wore in 
uh, it was from WrestleMania 24, which was his last match, is at the National Museum of American History. Um, everyone says he was the greatest of all time. Um, uh, he had real beefs. You can see some of that stuff. He had a real one with Mick Foley, even though they got over it. Um, he had a real beef with <laughs> fucking uh, Mick Foley's the wrong yeah. guy to fucking have a beef with. Yeah, so is, today, is, for example, fuck, man. <clears throat> I just December, want to be his friend. You know, December thirteenth yeah. is National Horse Day, National Ice Cream Day, National Violin Day, yeah. and uh, the the U.S. National Guard's birthday. Huh. How about that? Day in history. That one's yeah, kind of important. Yeah. That is, yeah. And then he had a beef with Becky Lynch because Becky Lynch used his term. Like one of his phrases was, uh, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And Becky Lynch, who's a really great uh, uh, wrestler, uh, uses that term and she calls herself the man. Oh, wow. And uh, he came after her. Um, He's going to beat a woman now? You know, with uh, basically saying copyright infringement. And uh, she and Vince settled out of court for an undisclosed amount of money to Ric Flair so that she could keep using that term. He needed the money. Yeah. He's a guy you can keep it. I'll just keep the nature boy. Well, if that's, I mean, that's still one of his big catchphrases and all of a sudden she's just using his catchphrase. Like that's kind of shitty. It was a copywritten though. I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe it was. December 14th of national monkey day. A celebration of all things simian. That's Mm -hmm. fucking hilarious. I'll have to keep that in mind. I'm just going to keep checking every day. I want to see what holiday it is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, come on, so right. that's Ric Flair, uh, greatest of all time. Um, if you if you're even if you're not into wrestling, I promise you, if you just fucking spend twenty minutes on YouTube, <clears throat> googling, you know, j- just look up Ric Flair promos and watch some of his promos from the eighties, and you're gonna laugh your fucking ass off because they're just out of control. Yeah. Like it's his wild. character is his so fucking good. hair though, man. Yeah, motherfucker, he could donate every year. Um, and the story where he woke up next to two, he woke, he got drunk and woke up in bed next to two women that he didn't know. And he saw that his Rolex was missing mm. and he woke both of them up and he was like, where the fuck is my Rolex? And they were like, you don't remember. And he <laughs> was like, no. Ass. And they were like, when we were at dinner last night, you took your like they were taking they were the busser was getting rid of all the dishes you took your rolex off and threw it into a giant pot of spaghetti oh. and said take it i've got 15 just like it at home <laughs> apparently <Ooh>. he didn't <laughs> apparently he had that one he was drunk and bragging yeah. yeah yeah so that's when kayfabe goes against you like yeah. you're drunk and still being still Rick in Flair. yeah still yeah. in the throw my rolex yep. into your fucking fruit punch yep all right. But, uh, social media winner, episode 622 <clears throat> for the Holmesburg prison experiments, acres of skin. And a str- strangely coincidental, I didn't see this shit. Frankie Pigeons chose Isaac Golden, the man that just oh, made his Golden laugh. Eye. Yeah, old Golden yeah, Eye himself. Yeah. Golden. So he's going to win a t-shirt uh, for interacting yeah. and sharing on uh, the social medias. We appreciate that. Um, we've said it a million times in the past. It's hard to get traction on social media. So when you guys participate, Somehow it magically makes the algorithms work and uh, it makes other people see our posts. So that's important to us and we appreciate it. Uh, Frankie Pigeons will reach out. You're going to get your t-shirt size and whatnot and I'll mail that out to you. So thank you very much, Isaac, for doing that. And also thanks for making us laugh about fucking your cousin, hmm. Mr. Joe Dirt. That is true though because I, I I don't post on Instagram that much anymore because Instagram, fuck Facebook, Instagram, fucking 
But like now, it used to I post like oh 300, 500 people, five hundred likes. Yeah. This. Now it's like I post and it's like thirty four people. I'm like wow, <laughs> yeah. that fucking went down drastically. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, like, wow. not relevant. Yeah, I'm not relevant. Yeah. 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 yeah, just not relevant anymore. God damn it. So, um, also we're part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. Uh, you go to podbelly.com to check out other cool podcasts um, like Art and Jacob, who recommended Ric Flair this week, and also Robots for Eyes. So go check them out. Um, we are brought to you by El Yucateco Hot Sauce. It's our primary sponsor. Um, it is nutritious and delicious. You can find it at most major grocery stores. They have it at uh, Target. They've got it at Walmarts. Um, they probably have it at a grocery store near near you. It is multinational. That motherfucker is in Ireland. It's all over the place. Um, people in Australia. It's definitely, we it. we've been doing our work here promoting it, and they've been doing their work getting into yeah. stores because it is it Everywhere. is more places now it is, than it yeah, used to be for sure. Uh, used to be pretty hard to find, and then we pretty much got to be like, it's like man, if you can't find it now, yeah, we like, had to drive a van across living, the United yeah. States at one point. Yeah, you're yeah. town to town. <laughs> you're yeah, living in some fucking Zimbabwe fucking yeah. backwoods, you know, place with a store that doesn't get much food. And it also used to be like you'd go into like certain stores and there would only be like one flavor. Yeah. And now they'll have like three, you know, like a lot yeah. of the stores are getting more variety. I heard there's like 11 bottles in Johannesburg. Ooh. Yeah. No, less, no less than. Yeah. So it's everywhere. Yeah. It made it to Africa. Um, so go check that out. Um, like them on social media. They're doing like 30 days of flavor right now. Um, so there's, they're giving away prizes. Crazy shit. Yeah. And yeah, I was actually crazy. Like really kinds, good prizes. So there's no reason that our crew shouldn't win a ton of that stuff. So go and uh, participate in 30 I know, days. Last year, somebody was winning. They won all kinds of shit. Like Fuck, there was yeah. something the other day that barbecues I was like, I was and like fucking Fuck, all kinds yeah. of shit. Foosball tables. Yeah. And yeah. fucking, I was like, damn, big ass prizes? Uh, the cornhole boards <laughs> and shit. Like, yeah. 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 There's big ass prizes on there. Also, <clears> um, there are still stickers left. Um, the collaboration sticker that we did with El Yucateco. If you go to shop com and use code SOFAKING at checkout, um, you can give the gift of flavor. It's probably still not too late. If you get out there and buy some stuff, it will probably ship in time. Um, but, hey, late hot sauce is still good hot sauce, even That's if right. it arrives after Christmas. Go get something. Because if you miss Christmas, you know when you're going to need hot sauce? After Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Fucking New Year's for sure. I you always need you got to put hot sauce on them cookies for Santa. Yeah. Mm, you might like that. Yeah, get that shit up to the North Pole. I can't get that fucking elf bone skeleton thing out of my brain, though. That was terrible. <laughs> oh. Whoever posted that. <laughs> Man, that elf was rough. bone. So uh, uh, check that out and uh, use code SOFKING at checkout, and you will get the collaboration sticker. Um, that's the only way you can get it. We don't have it. We don't sell it. The only way you get it is go uh, make yeah, a purchase. Got a foosball and use the code. table. Brad's going to go make a What's fake that? Instagram oh, right fuck now. Yeah, I got plenty of fake Instagrams. <laughs> Get on there and participate. Ooh, a record, um, ooh, a also check out that print record dirt player, sheet. dude. I wanted that big time. Yeah. Oh, big time. Big it's, time. it's got a habanero, <laughs> habanero needle on it. Mm. That shit's hot. Makes the record play hot. And <laughs> wax its own records. Yeah, I'll uh, wax my dick on this. Check out uh, Printer Cheap. Go to printercheap.com. Use code Subking Podcast uh, to get stickers or printed goods. If you've got a business or a podcast or a band or any purpose that you need stickers or printed goods, that's the place to do it. And you can save some money and give us some uh, some clout for sending you over there. Also, check out Two Day Banners. I just bought another banner. Jesus and I got Christ. the motherfucker in like a day and a half. It was quick as fuck. Damn. Like, no joke. That Damn. shit came... Like unbelievably fast. They're saying they read your mind. It came from somewhere ready. else in the United States. I it was know already it was. in production when Somehow, you ordered it. Yeah. Dude, I was like, click, and some dudes were waiting in front of a computer, like, yeah. go. He's like, ready. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking. We crazy. knew he was coming back. Told you. Yeah. yeah, print. Like, even if you don't need a banner, just order it to see how fast it shows up. Like, put some stupid <laughs> shit on a fucking banner and order it because it's amazing how fast that shit came. You and your friend can um, have a banner race. 
We could. You both yeah. order banners and see who gets them quicker. Yeah. Go. They click at the same time. You guys yep. sit there with your laptops, same Wi-Fi connection, and you guys click to different addresses and see who gets One it. One of them's going to get shipped USPS and fucking you're yeah. fucked. Then you're screwed. Yeah. It's all on who, who's the better a hole in UPS the box driver. and it's not going to fucking arrive. So check that out um, at Two Day Banners. That's uh, the number two and then Day Banners spelled out dot com. You can use code Suffocating Podcast to save some money there as well. Also check out Jimmy D's Tees. You can go to JimmyD's dot com um, and find him across social media on all platforms. Uh, he sells all kinds of stuff that he makes, uh, but he also does silk screening, uh, so he can do that for you as well. Uh, go over there and tell him that he's handsome and uh, buy some of his shit or have him make some shit for you. Um, you can also get the shit that he made for us on our website at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop. If you want to support us, that's a way you can do it. Um, you can also support uh, SKR that was loud, over at S-U-I-K-E-R apparel.com. Um, and you can use code SOFAKING to save 10% when you're over there. Lots of cool stuff on there. Um, also check out RetroVague at RetroVague.com if you're into 80s stuff. And you can use code 80skid to save some money there. And that's that. Uh, check out Mindframe Podcast, I think. Old scruffy voice uh, Dave is ready to go on another episode yet, yeah? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. hoping we'll knock one out this week. Okay, so a new episode soon. Um, but if you haven't listened to any or if you listened to some or you fell off the fucking wagon, get back on. Um, there are tons and tons of episodes to go over there and binge, so go to uh, mindframepodcast.com and check that out. That's all I got. Mm. We're doing the uh, 30 Days of Patron. Okay. 30 yeah, Days that's of Patreon. Right. That's right. Um, it's like an advent calendar. Yes. But when you open it, it's a person. Dude, we yeah. didn't drink that fucking whiskey. God damn it. Oh, I'm not sad about it. Which I'm one? Sad the either. peanut butter one. We keep nah. fucking missing it. That's too bad. Darn Somehow it. we keep skipping it. Darn it. It's weird. Poor El Gato. Yeah. Uh, it's going to taste like fucking ammonia to you. Oh, maybe. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll do it now. Ah, yeah. No, okay. I want to do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. We'll do it on the next one. Um, so the first of our patrons uh, that we, we need to talk about. So these patrons have all emailed us recently. Um, we're not sure why. They just emailed us with some it's information. Weird, yeah. like, we, we didn't request stuff. anything. Yeah. Like, no, we nothing ask. at all. We contact them. like, hey, uh, as per your request, mm-hmm. I'm emailing you. And it was mm-hmm. like, we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Question, yeah, I have, question I have, mark? Yeah, I have herpes simplex A. Yeah, exactly. Like, Whoa. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's apparently. Yeah. That's what Paul Halton mm. emailed us about. Yeah. It's a uh, Canadian version. And it was like, yeah. 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 I got, so, or a Mexican version. Herpes simplex A. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Canadian version, yeah. <laughs> what do you do for it, Paul? You put put a little maple put a little dab of maple syrup on it, and hey. it'll make it go right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. I don't know if we've asked the You have to sit in the snow. Yeah. I can too. Yeah, don't sit in the yellow snow, because then you might get fucking hepatitis A. A. <laughs> <laughs> Have we asked the hard hitting question of whether you prefer maple syrup or fake syrup? Oh, uh, I don't eat syrup at all. I actually don't care for syrup. What? Yeah, if I I wouldn't get pancakes, but if I did, I wouldn't put syrup. What? On. I've talked about that. I'm sure. Yeah, you wouldn't put syrup yeah. on a waffle. Um, no, I put butter. No. What? Yeah, butter and syrup. I can, I can, mm. I can understand. I can get I my head around not putting it on a pancake. I, I wouldn't do it because I'm not a communist, I, but I can understand. Well, like, so give me the example of where I would, <laughs> where I would eat pancakes or waffles. Though, where would yeah. I eat pancakes or I, waffles? Uh, How would that? Your house, happen? your house, make them. I would make like eggs and toast. I wouldn't do. I would make an omelet. I would make a burrito. I wouldn't make waffles. The so French toast. Let's do that. then. French toast. I wouldn't make that though. That's what I'm saying. If I went to a restaurant, I wouldn't order it because I don't prefer it. But if I was in a position, he's just going to stop it. Don't be a retarded. <laughs>